the center of the universe. At the border between the light and the dark stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. Hello, everybody! Welcome to episode 5 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Master of the Universe, Princess of Power, New Adventures, Eternia, Etheria, Primus, Denebria, Golden Books, Labor Books, UK Annuals, Kid Stuff, Record Books, Mini Comics, Full Size Comics, DC, Marvel, Star, anything and everything you can imagine, and even maybe some toys. <laughs> I'm Matthew I'm here with Sean Scavarna. Sean, how are we today? Oh, I am happy. We're going to be talking some good stuff, especially, like you said, the toys. And what is Masters of the Universe without the toys? It's still it's, cool, it's but toys. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah. the lifeblood of the line as far as... As far as most people are concerned, I think. Well, absolutely. I mean, you can't, you cannot separate the two. Just for the simple fact, you know, brief history lesson. I know almost all of our listeners are are familiar with the circumstances, but you know, for those who aren't, uh, you know, Masters of the Universe was one of the very first toy lines to be turned into, you know, a cartoon without being a toy line first. There used to be some really big uh, regulations against that, uh, where you could make toys based on cartoons, but you couldn't make cartoons based on toys. In the early 80s, uh, they repealed that, and so Masters of the Universe was developed, and then it became the worldwide phenomenon in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it still is the highest, well, Barbie's probably higher, but it's one of the highest grossing toy lines of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we're, we like to go and we like to discuss the other side of it. We like to discuss the stories, the literature, the TV shows. And that's what catapulted it to that next level, in my opinion. But today, we're going to take a look back at what's, well, kind of what started it all. We're not going back to the vintage line. No. Um, but as most people know, this the final wave of classics figures have been released. Um, we still have Snake Mountain coming from Super 7 later in the year. Uh, but this is it for figures, for the classics line, for now. Uh, for, now. for now. <laughs> Cross the fingers. They saying that. Cross the fingers that they're not saying it's just completely done. Yeah. I know there's tons of people out there that hope this is not the, you know, the swan song for classics. Yeah. But for the time being, this is what you get, guys. And, I and think- gals. <laughs> and I think that uh, I think there's a good chance we'll see some of it again. Um, like you pointed out in our uh, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. it's starting already. <laughs> like you pointed out in our Facebook group over the weekend, you know, um, 
Kevin Smith kind of confirmed that not only do we have the Origins figures coming, but we also have a toy line based on uh, the new cartoon. Yeah. So I can understand where they're coming from here with two toy lines, two cartoons, a movie coming out that, you know, I, I get that they're worried about the oversaturation. I do think if their push in 2020 and 2021 is successful, that after that I could see them doing a kind of collector's thing, maybe like once or twice a year, releasing two to four figures. Um, mm-hmm. Which at this point I'd take. That that would be plenty to get. Just keep them coming, like you said. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's other, there's other lines out there like uh, Marvel. They have so many mm-hmm. different tiers of kind of character, or not characters, but different toy lines, that at this point, you know, they have those... Like twelve-inch ones that look like the GI Joes back in the day, you know, the big plastic hunk ones. Marvel Legends, the you know the smaller ones for little kids. So it's like you know the potential is there that maybe Mattel's going to broaden their approach to how to brand this compared to previous you know ways that they've looked at it. So, um, <laughs> but um, but you know for me. Uh, I remember it, at least uh, when when I first heard about classics, I was knee deep in 2000X collecting, and uh, classics was one of those things where I was like, "Do I venture here?" Because I wasn't there at the beginning of it. I was there at the beginning for every major line of He-Man up to that point, and classics was the one where I was like. I don't know because every time I felt like there was always something pulling me away from being able to get this line. And once I got it, man, was it a freaking rabbit hole. I mean, we go through rabbit holes on this show. This right. line is a rabbit hole unto itself. <laughs> it is, absolutely. And uh, we'll get into uh, specifics here in a minute here. We're going yeah. to go through year by year. Um, and I do apologize for, for to our audio listeners now. We're going to do our best to entertain, and we hope you enjoy. Um, but if you are listening to us on audio and you have the means to come over to YouTube and watch the video... I think this episode's going to very much uh, be very visual. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we will describe what happened on the screen. If you're wondering why Sean randomly chuckled there a minute ago, that was <laughs> that was because I was playing with some toys. And yep. I had King Hiss jump at him. That would have been That's really cool. <laughs> that would have been really cool if we could have. It just came to me now, but if we could have set that up beforehand, where where you would have had yours over there, and uh, you could have pulled him. We attack each screen. other or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh, well, I got going. my here. Here, check it out. Right over here, within <laughs> arm's reach. Got my snake armor, He Man, to defend myself. I will destroy. If I go in the right direction, this direction. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> 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 this is it, guys. These are new masters of the universe right here. Yeah. Who needs Who needs Noah Centennial? Let's we just do it. this right here. We got this. Talk I'll be down, all the man. I'll be the dark hemisphere. You be the light hemisphere. Yeah. We got it all set up. We got the light and dark. And it all works. <laughs> yeah. I did, I can't resist. I've got all the because especially I know I know Sean's always got hit. And if you haven't seen our podcast you've only listened to it sean's got all his setup um behind him he's got his bookcases and his figures in his castle and everything and i've got my wife's china hutch behind me because <laughs> i only have the the dining room's the best place to record on the table and everything so it's very nice china it was her grandmother's um and it's wonderful there 
But so I, I usually don't have stuff in reach. So me having this stuff in reach right now, I just I feel the need to play with it. This is this is like when when uh, I was a kid and I'd have to box up all my figures and yeah. take them outside. So then all my friends would come over and we just here's all of our guys and we're just gonna go crazy for a while and all that. So I tell you and the funny. Yeah. Uh, this right behind me is a fraction of how much is on the shelves around me. Yeah. So if you go to a figure that maybe I, there's some I don't have still, but if you right. go to ones where I'm like, oh, I want to get mine out too, I, I might have to jump off screen for a second to go <laughs> grab somebody or whatever. So we'll see how this one works out. Yeah. But I know I don't have a lot that you do. My my collection's still pretty small, even even with jumping in on it, kind of from the beginning. I I, I still don't have as much as I'd like. Um, and nowhere near a complete collection, and I don't. I don't think I would ever. Honestly, I don't really have the desire for a complete collection. Same here. Especially like like we've talked about before, the variants and everything. It just it gets to be a bit too much. I've always collected with the the characters that mean a lot to me, or just they look awesome, or you know, uh, not even really, or just fond memories. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's how I collect. I'm not. I'm not a gotta catch them all guy. So. I'm the same way, and uh, I know. Uh, I know people in the groups who, it's like you know they can't understand that mentality. But to me, it's like I don't need to own every single thing in order to feel like I'm a fan. I like getting right. the ones that embody what I love the most about this line, and some I I like just because they're freaking great looking figures, you right. know, and um. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have this core group. I thought about that last night. I was down here looking at everything, knowing that we're going to talk about this. And my shelves are filled right now because I was lucky enough that in the last couple months, I managed to get some good ones here and there. And I'm looking around going like, I got all this stuff filled and there's only like a fraction of it that I really, if I had to get rid of these, I'd say I can't do it with these, you know. And so it's like that's me as a collector. I think is it's the ones that mean the most are the ones that I need the most in my collection. Yeah, that's, that's how I am. Actually, I think like there's a few characters that I've just acquired that I didn't really seek out to acquire, but for the most part, my collection is like my core group. Like Mm -hmm. these are who I have to have. I would not think of selling off or trading like probably 95% of my collection. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so, like, and even some of the ones, like, well, like, right here, uh, this, uh, Queen Vina, um, mm-hmm. she's one now, that, see, I don't have her, she's one I, I never set out to own, and actually her, her wings really bug me, because they really don't have much support on their, oh, own. they're loose, yeah, um, they're, it's fun to play with, though, and she's a really mm-hmm. well-done figure, and, uh, I happened to win her in one of the groups, and, now that I have her, like, I would never let her go, but she's one that I never would have, like, gone out seeking, like, oh, I got to pick up Queen Vina. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's I, been a fun road down the years. Yeah, based on winning stuff, I, I think I've won plenty. I, I've been very lucky. I've won plenty of figures that I didn't even expect to win. I, I had a... Uh, I had side shop at one point. I had a drag store. Um, trying to think of what other ones. And, uh, basically the ones that matter to me the most, I, I want an ultimate He-Man, Ultimates He-Man when that line yeah. first was, 
uh, put out. And I still have him on card because I'm like, that was an amazing win. I didn't expect to win that one. And right up here, Battle Cat. He's the one that I always point to. That was that was like Christmas came early because at that point I was actually feverishly trying to find a Battle Cat. And then all of a sudden, this one day in the mail, here this package comes in. I'm like, this is pretty big. What's this? And I open it up, and there's freaking Battle Cat. <laughs> I'm like, and you never going to complain about that. And you didn't even know. You never watched the video, I think? I didn't watch the video. It's, I, I'm, okay, I'll yeah. admit something here again, and this is not nearly as telling as the Bonnie Tyler stuff. But uh, <laughs> I can't watch those videos because I get anxiety. <laughs> because if there's a figure on there that I really want to win, I yeah. won't watch it because I'm like, the last thing I need is to watch this and see someone else's name come up. And while right. I'm happy someone else wins, there's that feeling of, but I yeah. just spent 20 bucks to try <laughs> to get it. And and there's that, there's that yeah. like, you you know, your your heart sinks or your stomach drops. And it, I, I usually will let them play the, yeah. the thing and I'll find out through, through other people tagging me going, congratulations, or I'll find out later if something comes in the mail. I yeah. can't do it. It's, it's like I got these weird social anxieties like that. I just can't do it. Yeah, so. especially when I started, uh, people didn't really tag me a lot. So actually, it's the same with that Vina. Uh, it came and it was just a package and I didn't know what was in it. And I was just assuming, you know, it was a book or a mini comic or something like that because it was a pretty light and it came came loose like that, but complete. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty light package, and so I just figured, like, oh yeah, it's no big, you know. And then I open it up and like, there's Vina. I was like, oh man, yeah. it's awesome. awesome. Now I know. Now I know too many people, and I get tagged if anything yep. happens. But that happens. But yeah, so let's let's uh, let's jump into classics here. So what me right. Sean talked about is. Uh, he posted over the weekend or late last week, uh, about his top 12. Uh, we're going from 2008 to 2020. Even though I know some people got the, the, the movie figures in, uh, December, but you know what? 2020, 12. It's a nice even number. We still got Snake Mountain coming. So I'm calling 2020 the end. Well, the, the filmation wave just came out. So that could be technically you got your 2012 right there. So you're good. And Snake Mountain. So yeah, like you said, so. I will say, so, so, um, we talked about going through year by year class of style, you know, class of 2000, class of 2009 and just going through and talking. Talking about our uh, the year, our favorite figure out of the year. We'll each pick a figure for that year. Um, so I might as well jump over there. There we go. Readjust here because Sean was nice. not on earlier when I set this up. Here I am. There we go. <laughs> nope, you're gone again. Hang on. Oh, there I am. There we go. Really, unfortunately, it's really hard to size this when they're not. All right, let's go there for now, and if I have to adjust, I'll adjust. All right, so we have our Masters of the Universe Classics. Mm-hmm. 2008 to 2020. Um, now, this is one that Sean actually got me on because I misremembered. The class of 2008 was King Grayskull. He started off the line as a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Yeah. Uh, He-Man and Beast-Man. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a quick shout-out 
Thank you to ToyHollywood.com uh, and to James Manning. Uh, he's a friend on Facebook. He runs the King He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Facebook page. Uh, those are where I got the majority of my shots here for the figures because, again, I don't own them all. Nice. So, and I'll drop some links uh, down below here uh, if you guys want to visit those pages. Get, you know, give them a little traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were both a big help. So, uh, But this is one that Sean remembered better than me. Um, because and there were supposed to be more figures in this 2008 lineup. Um, and I want to because it was supposed to kick off in either September or October, and so you would have had He-Man, Beast-Man, and then I want to say Man-at-Arms and Skeletor were supposed to come that first year, uh, but delays happened. And this this must be my I can't. Here's the thing. Most of the websites I looked at say that He-Man and Beast-Man came out. They did come out the same month. I remember that. Uh, They were supposed to come out separate in the usual Maddie Collector format, but they ended up coming out the same month because of the delays, and that was it for 2008. But I wanted to say they came out in either October or November, and most of the stuff I saw said that they came out in December. Mm -hmm. And I I called baloney on that because I have my original He-Man right here which my wife gave me for a Christmas present in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I, if we all remember Digital River and Magic Collector, <laughs> if these figures came out on, and they always came out the middle of the month, like the 15th, depending on if that fell on a Monday through Friday. If these came out on the 15th that first month, there is, I, I highly doubt that it was here for Christmas. But that could, I could be wrong. But I, I remember that vividly. I know, Sean, I've told you that story before. You know, I was looking mm-hmm. at them over and over again. My wife keeps going, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? You know, and it's this promotional image right here, the He-Man that you see in the center where he looks he, he looks amazing. He's the card yes. back, come to life, in an updated form, updated articulation. Yeah. But um, my daughter had just been born in February, my oldest daughter. She, so if I ever have to remember how old Classics is, I just have to look at how old she is. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it, I had all my 2000X stuff still, and it was just like, I just did not feel like getting, I mean, it looked beautiful, awesome. You know, I talked about, you know, my wife was like, what do you keep looking at? I'm like, oh, it's just this new He-Man life. She said, well, are you going to get it? I'm like, no, I, I, I'm good. I had, I've been bur- not burned by 2000X, but my 2000X co- collection was complete. I was at peace. I said, okay, yeah. I, I'm not diving in again. I'm not, I said, I'm not getting He-Man, Beast-Man, Skeletor. I'm not, I'm not starting it again. <laughs> she noticed That's... that I kept looking at it because yeah. it did not sell out immediately. Regardless of what people say now, the sellouts didn't start until the first full year. Uh, He-Man and Beast-Man were on that website for a long time before they finally sold out. And they still don't know whether they actually sold out or they pulled them. Um, but yeah, so she ended up getting He-Man for me for Christmas in 2008, and once I had him in hand, I said, "Well, here we go." <laughs> uh huh. So you, you can blame your wife for all of the classic stuff ever since. It's all her. <laughs> it's all her. I would have never done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sean, what what are your what are you, you got any specific memories to 2008 here? I know. I remember, okay, so I, I, before we started recording, I went through my 2000X uh, DVDs because on the last episode, 
Matt pulled out the uh, slip to go, hey, King Grayskull's coming, and that he got in his DVD set. My DVD set actually has a promo for these three right here that's on the screen. Yep. And good old Maddie Collector right on the back there. The You know, the old days, as, as a lot of fans yep. say. It. Uh, and does it, it have does a date say, on it? I should it, ask that. It has 2008 at the bottom for the copyright. King Grayskull available August 2008. Mm-hmm. He-Man coming October t- uh, 2008. Nove- um, uh, Beastman coming November 2008. And underneath uh, He-Man and Beastman, it says available worldwide. Yep. But under King Grayskull, it says limited quantities, U.S. and Canada only. Yes. So there you go. Um, and that's because... Uh, the box that he came in had the electronics, the flashing light, and the sound yep. effects. I have that over on my shelf, actually. I was lucky enough to get one. Uh, I have actually have two of them. Come of course, to think of of it. course you do. Why wouldn't no, you? No, 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 no. This was by accident. This was completely <laughs> by accident. The one I got in a trade, and it's signed by the four horsemen themselves. Nice. This was got, I, I'd imagine this was directly from San Diego Comic Con that year. And I had it confirmed by Corn Boy. Uh, H. Eric Mays. Yeah. I posted a video on a on one group, and I said, "I I hope it's them." He looked at it and he confirmed, "Yes, that was yes. their signature." So I have it confirmed by him that it was signed by them. That one is mint in box. I'm not gonna take the figure out. But a friend of mine, uh, John Spencer, he and I were dealing with a swap earlier uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I got a King Gray skull. Do you want this? And it ended up being, let me, let me see if I can pull you over this way real quick. Okay. I'm going to do it this way for now. Okay. See? And there you go. Do, do the electronics, st- uh, well, you got other figures on there. I, this is annoying. There we go. There you go. Uh, the electronics do not work okay. at the moment. I need to get the, the battery. battery, but it's still, for me not having Gray skull, it's still cool to have that piece at least. Right. Yeah, and that, um, that whole top part there so, is like a pop-on part or a fold-up part. Because I know it yeah. was a square box. It's it's the case. Yeah. Um, it's like the slip cover of the of the box. Right, right. So I don't have the same uh, thing that you do where I had any figures in 2008. I, I was going through a lot of stuff financially yeah. that I, I just said, I can't, I can't do this. I was more into I need to pay off bills than jump into something like that, even though the price point wasn't ridiculous. But at the Um, the time, it felt ridiculous. At the time, yeah. I mean, even even to buy like uh, 2000X figures, like those weren't that bad for a price, even if you got them off eBay. I think I paid probably 10 or 12 bucks for the ones that I got on eBay. I was ripping open and just displaying in my room. But... I just got this wariness of, you know, okay, 25 to, you know, 25 bucks, 30 bucks a figure. That's in like this range of, uh, you know, with shipping and whatnot. So I just said, okay, I'm not going to do this right now, but it was always in the back of my head. These are out there and it was driving me crazy and it was driving me crazy for multiple years because when I met my wife and she and I moved in together a couple years later, it was like uh, 2011, we moved in together. Uh, and we, we found out, you know, shortly after that, oh, we're also going to be parents. So I'm like in your boat <laughs> yep. where I'm, I'm at that point in my life going, I have this big crossroad. I'm about to become a father that in 2012, uh, my daughter was born 
And I'm like, okay, I'd love to get these. Just He-Man Skeletor. And, and unfortunately, every time I brought it up to her, it was, you know, honey, we got bills. We got this. We got that. So I just had it in my head. I have bills. I have responsibility and all this stuff. So out of this line, though, uh, and we, we were saying, you know, like our, our best figure of the year or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I honestly, like, I love, I love the Beast Man, the way that he looks in the classics line. I thought that he, uh, he and 2000X are the closest to like the way I've always viewed Beast Man. And King Grayskull's great, right. but He Man for me is just he's that guy for me, you know. And 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 having this new introduction of this new line, even though it was the first edition with the red eyes and the backward shoulders, yeah, it's still He Man. So I gotta go with He Man on this one. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's it's hands down. It's He Man. It can't, it can't be anybody else. Um, yeah, it's it's all too perfect. It's you know, it was the return to the classic power sword. Um, it you know, I love classic, that power sword. The colors, the and like I said before, two thousand X. If it had just been, if it had just used this color scheme, and I know I'm pointing at my screen right now, and I'm trying not to, but <laughs> if it, if two thousand X had just used this color scheme, it would have been a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's just, and actually, this is my first release. Uh, but I did swap out the extra Adam head because when Prince uh, Adam was released, he came with the more smiling, and then he came with a, yep. a straight He Man. Um, so I do have the red eyes head with my extra parts, but this is the Adam head on him. Still got okay. the reverse shoulders, which I still don't notice this day. Yeah. Um, and Sean's gonna be very jealous. These ankles are so. Tight. Oh, you! That's what. Hey, that's what surprised uh, me because you always. We talked. Uh, I think you brought it up on here, but I know we talked a lot privately about how all your He Men always seem to have loose ankles, and I'm like, well, yes. I my first release, and he is, he is solid. Like I, I'm, I'm standing him up in front of me, no problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much tempted to maybe search out a first release at some point and see if that maybe is just a first release thing. All of the versions I've gotten have been the second release with the the no red eyes, the shoulders are the uh, the the proper way on, or, or you know right. they're, they're corrected and all that stuff. And I, the other thing that I found out through Hebro, um, his videos on YouTube is apparently even the crotch piece is wider on the first release and it's thinner on the second release ones. So that was something that he brought up because he made a video about Battle Cat and he was saying that the crotch piece then made it easier for him to straddle uh, Battle Cat versus the newer ones, which for me, I'm, I got the ones where it's like their feet are just sticking out like, woo, you know, right. <laughs> so, um, really but, but yeah, like th- those are little things I found out, but yeah, out of everything in this entire line for me. Every single thing that I've experienced since becoming a collector, since enjoying this line, the ankles drive me up the freaking wall because the first one I ever opened was my He-Man. And uh, I got a second release of him, opened him up, and everything about him was perfect. It was like – it was one of the very first times I've ever opened anything that's an action figure, and it honestly felt like the skies opened up. This beam of light shone down upon this figure, and I heard the choir singing mm-hmm. while I'm holding it. And I'm like, 
I got a classic He-Man. Right. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm manipulating the arms. I'm manipulating the legs. Then all of a sudden I get to the bottom and then I'm like, boop, boop. And there goes the, the ankle just like, <laughs> and it was driving me crazy. So it was like this awesome figure. And here it is with this problem and it was driving me nuts. So I've become the guy <laughs> that either tries to fix it, find ways to figure another option out, or just replace the damn boots somehow one right. way or the other, which is every version of He-Man behind me. They're not the original boots. They are, <laughs> they are the newer boots and they are me basically customizing with the little, I don't right. consider them customizing, but I've, I've taken boots from other figures and kind of cobbled together a perfect He-Man for me because I am not lucky enough. And if honestly, out of all the people that I met, I'm happy it's you that <laughs> is the one that got that because that, that that's awesome at least that, you know, it, somebody can prove, yes, they are good the first time out of the pack. It, do, it, do, it does exist. It does ex- It's my, that's my white whale now. I have to find him. <laughs> yeah, the only one that I, that comes to mind that I've had, and Grand, I, I haven't had a vast majority of them, was uh, Mossman. My Mossman has a heck of a time standing. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, and I almost wonder if it was more intentional because the way I do best with him, because he's got those weak ankles, is to put him in the Beastman like pose there, like where he's more slouched with the wider stance. So I that's, almost wonder if that somehow was intentional to make those uh, ones looser. My my ankles on mine are fine. Yeah. They're really tight. It's the knees. Oh, yeah. The knees on mine are the uh, – him him and Tila for me are some of the loosest knees I've ever seen. So <laughs> we might have to have a, a, like a side episode going, which figures are the ones that drive <laughs> you the craziest for this? Right. And how do you fix them? Because I've come up with like – four different ways of fixing these figures at this point. And I'm still in like, I'm open to other right. ideas as well. I know you sent me that thing. Uh, you yeah. posted it on the group the other week. I got to try that stuff too. The Kiki's action figure fix. I think it was called. Yeah. And it's it, like, yeah, it, look, yeah, it looks like it this. allows it to retain <laughs> the movement. So yeah, yeah and I got a few so. fix. Well, I got a fixing story, but we'll get to that year. So yeah, let's go ahead yeah. and jump on here. He-Man, unanimous 2008. So then we got yes. 2009. Like I said, I can't remember exactly what the delays were. Probably just manufacturing, tooling, because they were starting this up from from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say right quick, it just popped into my head. Uh, King Grayskull, like this San Diego one, doesn't have removable armor. Yeah. Um, and there was something else that they fixed on him to the regular He-Man, and, and to the line release, like... So they were working on some stuff. Even though they had King Grayskull out for San Diego Comic-Con and they sold the leftovers on Maddie Collector, those weren't exactly the parts that they used at in production. And I did look at my Cyclone, and yes, his crotch piece is a lot narrower. So that's something mm-hmm. they fixed even later down the line. I didn't know that till today. Yeah. So we'll jump into 2009 here. So it got delayed, so everything got pushed back here. Oh, boy. Yes, this is where it started... Uh, <laughs> It started the, the getting, momentum begins. Yeah, getting good. They did a good job here of let me move you out of the way. Uh, it, they did a good job here of kind of trying to hit right off the bat. They because they said all along, they said this is going to be everything. We're going to hit. We're going to do deep cuts. This is mm-hmm. the Legends of Grayskull of the toy world. Yeah. Uh, and they, they hit it right off the bat here. So we got man, and this is not in release order. 
It's, I was just going to ask that, so um, that's good. Okay. Hey, I got this all together, okay? I didn't get it in no, re- I, release order, I, okay? I was just looking at this going, okay, because I, like I said, I wasn't involved with the line to that yeah. extent then. So I'm just looking no. at him going, oh, okay, well, maybe he was next, but I no, know. that's good. That's good. No, it's, I want to say, no, they would have been, I think it was Man-at-Arms, Skeletor, and then Stratos to start the year off. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong about that. But anyways. So we got Man at Arms, Stratos, Tila, King Randor, Scareglow, Hordak, the Goddess, Hero, Zodak, Skeletor, Faker, Merman, Triclops, and Webstore. Mm-hmm. So and the Hero was a San Diego Comic Con exclusive that year. So I mean we yeah. we've got we got Mike Young Productions in the first year, or you know, two thousand X toy line. Uh We've we've got the goddess. We've got the early mini comics. We've got Hordak with the evil horde. So they they set out. They, I love this lineup. Like, it's a, this is going to be hard. It's a, <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get, that'll be hard. But yeah, I'm just saying. It's, you know, Scareglow and King Randor. They were from the last wave of figures because that was a fear yeah. at first. Because I want to say they showed off He Man, Beast Man, Man at Arms, Stratos, and Skeletor. Maybe Merman. But that was about it when they first announced it. And so everyone was like, mm-hmm. okay, same thing we're doing with Origins right now. Okay, here we go. We're getting the first eight back, and then we got to wait for everybody else. But they mm-hmm. quickly blew that out of the water. Um, yeah, and like like I said, uh, I don't think I got – I don't think I got anybody this year, to be honest with you. Once again, where we were at financially – with a one-year-old, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just diapers over toys. I started yeah. a new job <laughs> and just just everything at that time. Um, I don't think I picked up any of these. I know I didn't. I because I know who my next figure was, and they're not here. So. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I do own now. I own. I actually still own pretty few of these. I own Skeletor and Hordak. That's all I have out of here. Okay. Like I said, my collecting's weird. I, I've not gone after some of the heavy hitters. I got a, I'd say I got probably 90% of these guys. Yeah. I, I used to have a Stratos, but then I traded him. Never got the goddess. I had Hero, and I traded him. Uh, but I think everybody else on here I do have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd get hoarded. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so, and this is where the line was still figuring itself out. It was it was really weird during these days because, like, take Man at Arms. He came with like he came with two heads, the mustache and the non-mustache. He came with yeah. with the mace, a dagger, a gun, a sword, and the two thousand X power sword. Yeah. Um, so they started that right off the bat, where you could kind of cobble together your version of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Stratos come out, and he came with nothing, literally. Nothing. Yeah. yeah I, it's it's just like it, it, the figure in the vintage line. It's, right. like, it's Stratos. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that's what they said at the time. They go, well, he didn't come with anything in the vintage line. And then it, it was funny because this, this was all new, this whole direct-to-consumer for Mattel. Mm-hmm. And they were really waffling on what they wanted to do with this line. Mm. Um, like I said, man-arms, they loaded up. Stratos came with nothing. Then they pulled out. And I will say they were very good at fan interaction. Um, 
Scott Knightlick was a brand manager. He would get on, he would do Q&As, he would post on, you know, obviously heman.org was the big source of info. He would post on there to answer people's questions. But it was like when he came out and said, well, that's how the vintage one was. And it's like, uh, but no. Like, because they load up manned arms. Tila came with Zor. Granted, it was smaller. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it's not vintage style Zor. It's more like a filmation Zor. Yeah. Um, you know, Scareglow got an extra accessory. Uh, you know, Hordak got his crossbow and his staff. So mm-hmm. they were really finding themselves. Uh, they were they were trying to decide what they were doing um, yeah. during this first year. But, uh, but yeah, not having had most of these and the goddesses exploding crotch, everyone knows about that. <laughs> um, Which is still just that phrase is funny as heck for me i can't help it i had i had to hold it in when you talked a minute ago about <laughs> tila being the loosest so <laughs> well there you go um but yeah this it's a solid it's a solid year's lineup um uh, really this year was all about i i was just watching for the peanut gallery not buying but all the interaction getting used to the online sales even all these guys, I don't. None of these guys really sold out too quickly. I want to say Tila was the quickest from memory, mm-hmm. and, the, but and they never reoffered her then, as far as I remember. Not, not that way. Not that classic yeah. one. But that that also was like she didn't. It was a unique sculpt that I think was used on the uh, yellow skinned evil Lynn, but nowhere else because there there was no waist movement. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Maybe the goddess didn't have it either. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was a limited sculpt. She had less articulation. Obviously, she didn't have the the ab crunch. Um, but yeah, the outfits were all one piece on the early females. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. But all these guys hung around. They're pretty easily available. Uh, towards the end of the year is when they started the sellouts, which was 2010 is where it really took off. And wait till you see those pictures. And for everybody that's <laughs> on the audio version again here, uh, there's some, I got a nice uh, graphic up here. So that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So oh, who's, who's your, who's your Mr. or Miss 2009? Well, I'm I'm going to just be annoyingly conservative. I'm going to have to go with Skeletor because it's like you got He-Man and Skeletor. Those were the two that were the biggest ones on my wish list. Right. And I'll admit, when I got a Skeletor, my I had a mint on card. Yep. My daughter got her hands on him, and literally I didn't even have a second to say no. Mm-hmm. She just ripped the thing open. Right. So I'm like, okay, I got a Skeletor loose now. And I, <laughs> I got him out of the package – and I looked at him and my breath, I, I literally yeah. caught my breath in my, in my throat. And I said, you are beautiful. And I've never said that to another man in my life. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like that, that effect of both the He-Man figure and Skeletor every time it's still, there's something magical about both of those figures, but I'd have to do honorable mentions because this year has a lot of good sure. ones. Honorable mentions, I, I, Tila is one of the most gorgeous female figures I've ever seen in my entire life. The, the sculpt on her with her face, either both the, the goddess face and the normal face, 
Both are just amazing. The fact that she comes with the 2000X inspired sword, mm-hmm. I love quite a lot too, because then it's not just here's her staff and here's her yeah. shield, like the original figure. Um, Scareglow, because Scareglow is one of those crazy figures sought after wise, but I, I didn't believe the hype until I got one in my hand. And then I, I'm like, I get it now because there is something to that sculpt. There's something to the details. It, it really is a, a heck of a figure. Uh, man at arms because of that fur trim mm-hmm. on the armor. I absolutely love that he has that like mini comps inspired look. And I love the backpack that you can fill up with, uh, his armor and the weapons. And just recently, uh, web store because <laughs> he's a figure I didn't care about when I was a kid. I always got that that uh, grappling line tangled on everything. It annoyed the crap out of me. But when I got him as a classics figure now, it's like that guy is freaking amazing. It's the classics is the line that I always say it will make you reexamine the figures you liked when you were a kid, because there's going to be guys that you probably didn't like. And you're looking at him as a classics figure going, I don't know how I can't have this figure. Like, like, like this is the best version of this figure. And they actually worked out the kinks that annoyed me to make this figure even better, right. you know? And he, I, I, I don't think I would have ever said that up until the last month, but web store just, there's something about that one that I just think is amazing too. Yeah. I, and that's, that's a lot of figures I have to draw from. Cause like, I still like Hordak too. Uh, Faker is awesome. Oh man. Uh, like Sean, Sean just but, says honorable mention yeah. the rest of the class. Honorable <laughs> mention. And I'll, I'm not going to be that guy, but yeah. out of all of these, the one that really just made me go like, wow, I wasn't really impressed with Stratos. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was partially due to no accessories, right. partially due to his hands are both open. Yep. So if you get an accessory, you're not going to put it anywhere. You're just going to like, it's going to be propped Cause, up against. Them. Cause that's, <laughs> cause that's how the vintage was, Sean. Uh, well, just like Webstore has his vintage yeah. claws on the back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. It was, it was big debates at that time. And, uh, oh boy. And I think they made the right decisions going forward. Um, yeah. You know, Webstore got a little, t- some extra touches on him and, you know, we started getting some second heads down here and everything. I will agree with you on Scareglow. I still don't own classics or vintage scare glow but i got the the mega construct scare glow and there is something about this he's like my favorite of the mega constructs line now mm-hmm. there is you're right in hand seeing the glow the purple i don't know i i, I don't know what it is he's one that i've always seen online for years because i didn't know about him as a kid and but now that i have a version of him in hand i'm like okay there is something i don't know why it works here and it doesn't work on the computer screen for me, but it's it's. Weird. <laughs> but I'm not paying what he goes for now in the classics. Um, and all. Yeah, for me, uh, mine for 2009, I've got to go with Triclops, uh, which is a character I don't own, but I'd like to someday. But he's going for a lot, just like Scareglow there. Mm-hmm. Um, he just they. They updated his vintage figure so well. Uh, he's one that I, I had a lot of playtime with as a kid. He, he Even though he didn't have much media representation, he was always in my stories. Um, he, was always, he was always joining the battle. 
I just, they kept his, his action feature, which was something they weren't sure if they were going to do or not for a lot of figures. Um, and basically they decided that if, as long as it doesn't mess with the sculpt, they're going to include it. Uh, so yes. And then they include the doom seeker from 2000 X. So mm-hmm. it was, it was really nice to just see, uh, see all that come together from, and how they update a figure from my childhood and just, here again, this is the essence of what makes classics great is is that they're taking these figures and making it like what you imagined you were playing with as a kid with all the articulation and everything. That should have been their tagline on this on the uh classics themselves is this yeah. is what you thought you had growing up because yeah. I say that to anybody who looks at classics and they're like, Should I get into this? It's like, well, when you were a kid, you were holding that He Man figure or Skeletor you saw you saw them as bigger than life, right? You know, but when you see them now, for some people, the vintage is still where it's at. But for me, like when I hold the classics in my hand, there's just something so much more impressive to right. these. The the height, the articulation, everything, and, and the detail. It's like this is what I thought I had the entire time until the four horsemen proved to me. No, 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 no. no. This is what you want the whole time. <laughs> Absolutely. And they did say that while the line was out, they said they, they, that's why it's the bigger height. That's why it's not vintage height. Cause they wanted adults to feel like they were holding their vintage figures again with that heft in that size. You know, mm-hmm. that was what was cool about he, man. I mean, I had some GI Joe's, um, turtles, they were pretty, they were kind of bulky, but like you held a He-Man figure and I was like, yes, this is the most powerful yeah. man in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that really made you feel that way. Uh, so let's go ahead. We're going to jump on to 20, 2010. Let's do it. Um, I will say right quick here, there is one figure that this year is when a lot of the delays started happening. And like, I remember Merman slipping out a month. Um, so Faker, he was supposed to be the New York Comic-Con exclusive only, but he ended up being released as a monthly slot as well because Merman slipped out in production. He was taking too long. So that ended up bumping one figure from this original 2009 lineup. It was supposed to be the December figure. Um, and that was... Don't have her first, but that was Adora from Princess of Power. So actually, that first full year should have had even a Princess of Power figure, and it would have been Adora. Um, So instead, she started off uh, January of the following year. So they really did take great pains in that original lineup there to try and hit all of the eras and show you that this is everything this is the universe of masters of the universe yeah so for 2010 we had uh the single card redesign of king grayskull uh we had battle armor he-man moss man uh prince adam with the orco was the san diego comic-con exclusive that year keldor count marzo whiplash grizzlor chief carnivus robato buzz off Adora, Optic, Battlecat, Gigor, Titus, Shira, Wondar, who was the club exclusive, and mm-hmm. Trapjaw and Evelyn with Screech. So here again, solid lineup. Here's our first 
Well, we get two Princess of Power figures this year, but like I said, there's supposed to be one both years, Adora, and then She-Ra was supposed to have been this year. Uh, you get your first New Adventures figure in Optic. Uh, Guy Gore is an unreleased prototype, based on an unreleased prototype from the Vintage line that would have used the Big Jim Gorilla. Uh, Titus, he's a deluxe figure based on the European-only released uh, Giants that came out at the end of the Vintage line. Wondar, ugh, he's... Uh, Urban they, legend. <laughs> they, I will say they do exist. Yes. It was not a Wonder Bread promotion. It, no one knows what it, what, how they were given away. It was a very small quantity. It did not come from Wonder Bread. And unfortunately, this figure, I could devote, we could devote a whole episode to this, but that's the long and the short of it. Somehow these dark haired He-Man figures were given away in the eighties. It had, the only thing, the consensus I think for most people is that it had to have been an individual store giveaway. Uh, maybe Mattel did something. Maybe it was a, an error in manufacturing that Mattel gave away to a company to give away or something like that. Where it was a small promotion, maybe a single store or a single event, um, but it's it's kind of it's kind of ballooned into this urban legend that that because mm-hmm. Wonder Bread ran the promotion where you got the trading cards in the pack of bread, and somehow people twisted that into oh the, there was a mailway on there that yeah. no one can remember, no one can find the form after all these years. Um, and I still disagree with naming him Wondar because that kind of cemented the Wonder Bread theory, which is completely false. It's been proven false oh, time and time again. I don't mind them naming him. I, I, I think the name Wondar is a little less masters to me. Yeah. There's something about naming anybody Wonder anything in this line. That, that seems like more of... Yeah. I hate to say it, but it seems more like a rainbow bright thing yeah. to name a master's character. So in that True. way, I'm not a huge fan. But at least I like that it's the nod to the urban legend of it. And that's why I said urban legend. I know they're out there. Yeah. I, I know there are people that have legit, this is the savage He-Man or whatever they're calling it, mm-hmm. that the, the Wonder Bread He-Man. And, right. But yeah, there's so many so many ideas and trails out there that somebody I'm sure in their basement probably has the, the red line, the red threads going from place to place yeah. on maps and different things, trying to figure out the conspiracy theory about it. But, um, but yeah, he, he is out there. He's not the same way as even the figure though. Right. He didn't have the Zodak armor and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. Just preferred way to display them. But what they started doing this year is is they offered you where you could you could basically pre-order the entire year's worth of figures at one time. And if you did that, you would also get a club exclusive figure. And that that's what Wondar was this year. He was if you signed up for the whole year's worth of figures, you would get him as well. Mm-hmm. Um and that did not include the beasts at this point and the the oversized guys. Those were outside the club. Every year they kind of seemed to add a couple items that were outside of the club. Just uh, that's how they would introduce new formats or new new sizes. So, but yeah, it's it's a solid mm-hmm. lineup here. You got your two thousand X again. You've got you know Count Marzo and Carnivus. You've got vintage guys. You've got more Horde. Um, it, it's a solid lineup. Mm-hmm. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's the worst part is looking at these and just going like, I got to go with my gut, though. If I have to pick a favorite, I I honestly say Battle Cat. Okay. I mean, this is is an articulated Battle Cat. It's the the detail and the sculpt are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. top-notch. And it's uh, like I said, it, it was like Christmas when I got mine and I actually got one in hand. There's something so special about having the mount or the the companion piece to a He-Man. Absolutely. And getting to like have He-Man and Battle Cat riding off into battle together is awesome. And then I think for my honorable mention, if I go there, it'd be Wondar just because um, I like I, the thing that I always say to people about this. And, and this is my one chance to say it out like this. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had brown hair. And, you know, like for me as a brown haired kid running around yelling, I have the power, it, it, you know, the, the, it mocked a little bit of like credibility in play because, yeah, I was not looking like He-Man, but I was this kid running around playing He-Man. So if I would have had a figure like that as a kid, he probably would have been my default He-Man right. because he it was the whole he reminded me of me playing instead of looking like a blonde bodybuilder. He'd be the brown haired version of it. And um, his sword, the power sword with him is one of my favorite power swords because it looks like something off a Man of War album cover. Sure. So it looks like it, this is heavy metal incarnate <laughs> with that power sword. And in my in my little world, I always think of it as he's kind of the Han Solo to the He-Man Luke Skywalker, the way that my canon in my head goes, where he's got the laser gun, he's got the Zodak gun, and he's got the sword. So there's a certain amount of, if I don't get you with one, I'm getting you with the other. <laughs> you know, and I like that. Right. And I also like the little... Um, the little detail that to me is, you know, tongue in cheek uh, on the back of his uh, harness, mm. they have the Wonder Bread dots with the yellow, blue and red to demark or denote here's, you know, the Wonder Bread He-Man and all that kind of stuff. And I just <laughs> I'm amused by that in like a tongue in cheek way. Um, but, yeah, I, I he was one of those figures. I was like, I'd love to get him. And I, I was lucky enough to find uh, find two recently, and I, I was like, you know what? I could display them in two different ways. All right, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, they've actually so. come down. These early exclusives really came down in price. Um, it's funny. All the reasons you love them are the reasons I hate them. It's like they included, <laughs> they included a loaf of bread with them, and they put, the like you said, the wonder dots on the back. It's like, uh, yeah. you know how I am about the, the misinformation. Like, I, I yeah, hate, I hate, know, hate I spreading know. misinformation. And this figure is a figure that is spreading. It's like cementing <laughs> misinformation. It's like He's, he didn't come from Wonder Bread, but we're giving him all these Wonder Bread nods. And so, he is mocking you. He, he, is, he is mocking you. I mean, the, 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 I'll admit, the loaf wise, of bread. He looks cool. I'll agree. <laughs> yes, he he. I I think he is a cool companion piece to having. Here's the traditional He-Man. If you have him right next, so I mean, I got him right here. Yeah, you have. And he's not in the other armor. I got that one here. But the idea, you know, like mm-hmm. you got one He-Man who looks noble and honorable, and then the other one's like, I'm gonna shoot him. Yeah, you know, I like that about it. It's like I said, it's got the Han Solo swagger to the Luke Skywalker of He-Man to me. I will say this is the first, and this is when the sellout started happening. Uh, Especially Trapjaw and Battle Cat came out the same month, and they were sold out in less than a half an hour, if I recall correctly. It was was really quick. They did not last a day. I might be wrong about the half hour, but they did not last a day. Mm -hmm. 
and I think I think a little before this, like figures were starting to sell out like a day, a couple days or less. Whereas, like I said, that early He-Man and Beast-Man, like you could have picked up He-Man, like like I think it was at least a couple months into this into this line. So what I did, once again, I could not afford a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Battle Cat came out, and I bought two of them. Nice. Because I was seeing the sellouts. Yeah. So I paid. I want to say they were thirty a piece when they came out. And everyone can roast me for this if you want, but I bought two. They came in the mail. Obviously, he was sold out well before that, so this was a couple weeks later when they showed up. And I put my second one on eBay, and I sold him uh. for $60 plus shipping, so I <laughs> did not have to pay for my battle cat. I, I I paid for my battle cat by selling off my second one. So Call Some people do that. Call me a scalper uh, if you will, but I saw I, I could not afford it. But I saw Battle Cat and I'm like, I have to have Battle Cat. Like no joke. Well, I mean, like I said, I won this one uh during a, a waffle. Yeah. But this one I had somebody just trade me for him. Right. And he goes, Hey, I I Rock on and Stone are. I had those and I was like, Alright, you know, I'm willing to give these up and he's like I'll trade you a battle cat. And I looked at my wife and I go, he's willing to trade me battle cat. She's like, you got one. I go, what's wrong with two battle cats? This is amazing. <laughs> so now it's like, I got, I got battle armor, he-man able to ride one. And I got my regular he-man able to ride one. Exactly. I'm not going to complain. He's, he's one of those that if somebody gives you battle cat, right. it's like Ghostbusters. You say yes. You say yes. You know, it's, yes. But yeah, I got, <laughs> battle cat's definitely an honorable mention for me. He is in, in, I, Ah, I should have swapped it out. I really didn't notice it till now, but they have that generic stock photo where the guy didn't know how to put his saddle on right and sitting too far back. Yeah. Um, other honorable mention, Buzz Off. He just looks spectacular. I still don't have him yet. Um, honorable mention still uh, for She-Ra because it was the She-Ra that I wanted as a kid. It had the rooted hair I love I love the plastic capes more than the fabric. I know there are people who feel the opposite, but for me, plastic capes I think look better on figures. Uh, fabric capes always just kind of hang limp. You know, they don't have the the pizzazz to me. So, yeah, like with Keldor, like it, like that 2000 X one where it's a fabric cape. Like that doesn't look as cool as this one here. Um, but yeah, and it had it had the second head with the filmation tiara, which. You know, she was she was perfect for me too, um, and she's really close. She is my runner-up. She really was, uh, but for for my class of 2010, I have to go with Adora because I I agree with you on that because hey yeah she, it's Adora. Well, and she is <laughs> finally. Perfect. This was the this was the figure when they showed her. I go, okay, I'm in trouble here. Because I got into this just saying, well, I'll just pick up, like, well, like I said, I was I was content with He-Man. I had He-Man. I was kind of thinking about maybe picking up a Skeletor or a Hordak at some point. But, you know, I didn't see any rush at the time. And then they end up, you know, eventually selling out and whatever. And, uh, but then Medora came out and she, and, and I will take it back. She does not have the waist turn either so they still use that first Tila body with the full outfit 
But she stepped right out of the cartoon for me. I know there's a couple differences, you know, the skirt, that was a big to-do. But for me, she came out, she was holding a Filmation power sword, and I said, I'm in trouble because I'm getting that figure. And I was on, Mm -hmm. she came out in January, I was on, I remember being on the computer, refreshing Maddie Collector, waiting for her to pop up. Um, And that was the moment where then I go, and that started the rabbit hole for me, right here, 2010, that's Uh when I go, okay, well now I've got a He-Man and a Dora, so when She-Ra comes, I'm going to have to get her, I'm going to have to get Hordak and Skeletor. Um, which I did end up getting them when they were re, it, either they were reissued or they were still on there. Um, mm-hmm. but I did end up getting both of those Hordak and Skeletor from Maddie Collector and then Battle Cat. And it was like, okay, yeah. and that's when they expanded just the main characters for me. So this, this was my turning point. Yeah. And, and I, I got to give another one real quick to optic because that is a character that because it had new adventures connected to it, mm-hmm. I I was always like, but then you see him. Right. And that is just crazy. Like, it, he he's one of the best-looking figures from new adventures, in my opinion. So, and, and I still have, like, I had a couple of them at one point through different trades and swaps. I still got one. He's, he's up on Snake Mountain as, like, a sharpshooter right. on my Snake Mountain because I'm like, why not? Hey guys, sorry to interrupt this wonderful discussion we're having, celebrating 12 years of Masters of the Universe Classics. This is a huge, meaty topic. We have lots to say, and as happens so often when me and Sean start talking, we just don't stop. So we're going to go ahead and split this episode into two parts. So I hope you enjoyed part one. Uh, Part two will be premiering soon. So for now, we're definitely not going to say goodbye. We're not going to say good journey. I'm not even going to say until next time. All I'm going to say is... To be continued.